Ladies and gentlemen, deers, flamingos, mammals, cats and dogs, welcome to the seventh episode of With a Plum, a show about the history, culture, and happenings in the beautiful game. I'm your host, Nim Nim, flying the spaceship solo today without my partner in crime, Raj. But we have the most special guest in the house today. Please join us in welcoming Tenzin Rampa. Tenzin, welcome to the show, brother. Nima, brother, thanks for having me, man. Hey. I finally, we're here. I know, man. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you. You know, before we, we get into the thick of the show, as you know, we have a tradition where we celebrate a club's jersey. So I'm curious to know, what are you wearing today? So I know I'd like to be wearing my Manchester United Champions League <laughs> jersey, but... Uh, Raj would have loved that. Since they're out of it. <laughs> yeah, since they're out of it, I thought I'd wear something uh, maybe... Uh, your viewers uh, may find atypical. I have the Bhutanese Football Federation jersey yes. on right now from Bhutan. Yes, <laughs> love that. Yeah, they're in the Asian qualifiers. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they haven't made it very far, but they got a really cool jersey. <laughs> Wait, so so can you can you describe the jersey a bit? What year is it? What the colors? This jersey was given to me by my uncle, who just visited the kingdom of Bhutan. I, is what they call mm-hmm. it. It is uh, white. It's got orange trim, mm. and it has a large dragon along the uh, inside right rib, rib cage. So it looks pretty stunning. <laughs> yeah, so it's interesting because that, the dragon is exactly where I have a tattoo myself oh, wow. <laughs> of a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> that is. Yeah, so when I, got, when I got it, it was kind of, I was like, are you, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, it's this awesome. This jersey sounds delicious. It sounds like something I need to get immediately. yeah. yeah. This past Sunday, May 5th, was MASL's final championship game between the Milwaukee Wave and the Monterey Flash. Tenzin started the season as Milwaukee Wave's captain, but unfortunately he got injured early on in the season, and it's a shame he wasn't able to play in the final. Nevertheless, not only a champion at heart, Tenzin's also an MASL champion now, and we're Massively excited to have him on the show today. I'm beyond grateful to our mutual friends, Malaika and Olivier. Special shout out to Dominique for connecting us. Why don't you start with telling our <laughs> listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you hail from, and what you do. Absolutely. So my name, Tenzin Rampa, right off the bat, it is a Tibetan name. My family's background is we're from the country of Tibet that was taken over by China in 1959. Mm-hmm. And henceforth, I was born in India. From India, uh, my dad actually at the time had the role of the Dalai Lama's translator. So that enabled us to travel the world. And we eventually settled in Berkeley, California. Mm-hmm. And I lived in you know, between Berkeley and L.A. for a few years before finally making the move to uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Mm. I spent most of my youth in Madison, Wisconsin playing soccer. That's where I really caught the soccer bug mm-hmm. when I was about, you know, five years old. Played since five on all the different uh, club teams in Madison, from Madison 56ers right. to Yahara, 
at the time. Just had a really great youth soccer experience in Wisconsin. Had some really awesome coaches that helped me through my youth soccer days, through high school. I went to Madison West mm-hmm. High School. Played for an amazing coach who recently passed oh. away. His name's Chris Vasquez. Blessed to be coached by him. From there, I was selected to play with the UW-Milwaukee mm-hmm. Panthers and uh, made the move to UWM as a student athlete. Again, another four years of just, you know, great experiences playing soccer in the Milwaukee soccer community, which is very rich, growing every single year. You know, great things are happening in both Milwaukee and Madison. So I feel really fortunate to have kind of, you know, had my soccer education here in Wisconsin. But, you know, after I graduated uh, from the game at UWM, I was quickly, at that time, there was a college draft and uh, the head coach at the time, Keith Tozer, uh, selected me in the MASL, or at that time it was the uh-huh. MISL, Major Indoor Soccer League College Draft. So right out of college, I played with a wave. Incredible. So, you know, it's, that's now been 10 yeah. years now. And, and <laughs> so 10 years later, 10 years later, still playing and, with a wave. And for the last three, you've been the captain, right? That's yep. Amazing. Yep. So three years, been the captain of the team. You know, I tell, tell a lot of, you know, the players that I coach, my story because, you know, my story was, you know, not one of, you know, a highly recruited player that, you know, was a star player from the beginning. I started out with the wave on mm-hmm. the practice squad. My first contract was a 15 day <laughs> contract, you know, Amazing. So it was, it was like, you know, you get, you get paid yeah. by the week, you know, and then sometimes you don't, sometimes you don't get paid if you don't play, you know, that's how these contracts work. Sometimes, you know, you mm-hmm. take it as a challenge and then, you know, just played my butt off and eventually uh, got a full contract, and then I signed a, you know, a multi-year contract, and then you know, been doing the camps and you know, getting more and more integrated with the team and the community, and uh, eventually was you know, voted a captain three years ago and been fortunate to be on some awesome winning teams. So after this last weekend, you know, I know I didn't play, but you know, when you don't play and you're injured and these are all things happen to professionals, you still have, to, you still have a role on the team. So, you know, my role, my role has been there just to support the guys on the game days. And, you know, I knew the guys that we had on this team going into this season, right from the very first day in preseason, I knew we had a championship team, yeah. to be honest. I mean, you guys had um, the – A great, yeah, well-balanced group. you guys had group. the uh, second best record in the regular season, only second to the Soccers, which they didn't even make it to the final. And for anyone who watched mm-hmm. the final, you guys were head and shoulders better. I love that you've shared your story from, you know, where you started to sort of where you are. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on, you know, you've, you've been playing really for about, what, 30 years now? Almost? Yeah, almost, almost. right? You know, what are your thoughts on the direction yep. of the American soccer leagues, be it the MASL, MLS, NWSL, USL, USL1, which Madison forward now is a team in USL1? What do you, where do you see the direction yep. of the American soccer leagues and really how that affects the national team? And even maybe a step before, because you actually are heavily involved in the youth system and coaching younger kids. So I'd love to get your feedback. Yeah, I think, you know, the main thing for me has just been watching our national teams, because I think that's a good reflection on you know, the health of the game as far as, you know, domestically. And you got to be encouraged. I know, I know the men's team didn't make it to the last mm-hmm. World Cup, 
but the women's team has uh-huh. been doing amazing. I mean, they're probably to you know equate them to a team from the men's team. They're they're like uh-huh. the Germany's or the uh-huh. France's and Spain's. You know, the U.S. women's team is the, uh-huh. the cream of the crop. So I you know I'm involved with both coaching men uh-huh. and women. You know, in that in that respect, the youth game is doing really good. What you know, you have the women here, the little girls playing the game are you know their idols are the ones uh-huh. that are the best in the uh-huh. world. Now on the men's side, you know you see some of our younger players that grew up in the American system now actually playing uh-huh. at the top level, uh-huh. like Pulisic, uh, uh-huh. Tim Howard, you know, Dempsey, some of these, you know, now you have Tim yes. and, you know, a lot of these other guys that are making, you know, crazy strides across the seas. You know, I think we have another player, That's um, right. Andrea right. Novakovic, right? He's, he's over in Europe and, you know, some of these guys are actually mm-hmm. from Milwaukee <laughs> area, right? So it's just, it's just awesome, man. It's awesome. I think now with USL championship and USL one kind of creating a, you know, a, a, a clear picture to what the American soccer pyramid looks like that makes things better for the game. And then below that you have the development academies, right? Which are directly in line with these pro clubs, similar to how it is in Europe. Everything makes a little bit more sense. You know, I think, I guess, you know, it's, it's, it's tangible for a player. What I, what I struggle with a bit is reconciling two sides of the game. One is the commercial side that, unquestionably is growing in the US. I mean, I I often share this stat with folks. In 2007, Toronto FC got an MLS expansion team for a fee of 10 million. This was in 2007. Today, there are four teams that right now Mm. they're valued at 300 million in the MLS. The average team Mm. in the MLS now does 32 million in revenue, where the MLS... On, a per, on an average per team revenue basis has now passed both the Japanese J-League and the Dutch Eredivisie. And it's the 10th largest league in the world, any sport in that sense. So that's all, mm. that's all amazing. NWSL is growing, which right. is incredible. The MASL, you know, now you have even, even uh, outdoor stars like Landon Donovan and Jermaine Jones coming into the game. What I, what I struggle with a bit, and I'd love your clarity on this, is more on the youth side. So I didn't grow up in the U.S. And one of the things that was immediately baffling to me was how expensive it was to actually play as a kid. Mm-hmm. I don't see kids just running around in the street playing, you know, futsal. And whereas in other sports like basketball, you see that everywhere. Now, I'd love a coach's perspective because you're, you're actually in that side of the world and I don't see it as often. So what are, what are your general thoughts about the youth development and how they go along the food chain to become or have opportunities at becoming pro? Yeah, I, you know, I, uh, I agree with you. You know, I think I share a lot of the same sentiments. I think a lot of it is, is again, attributed to us our soccer history, you mm-hmm. know, as a, as a culture here, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, only now recently is a development Academy, you know, something that uh, has been put in place in the mm-hmm. last what four or five years, mm. um, Europe, Europe, um, South America, you know, these, these academies that select younger players right. at, you know, no fee to them has been in place for close to a hundred years. So, you know, when you don't have that, you have to create, you know, your own soccer 
you know, landscape. And mm-hmm. I think that's in America, you know, <laughs> that landscape has been, you know, the market system, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, clubs, mm-hmm. you know, uh, becoming little, little businesses, pretty much having hired coaches. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you have to do that, you got to pay a coach, you have to have fees. And right. It is, it, it does get expensive. Right. So I don't think it's, um, I don't necessarily know if it's something that is going to change right away. You know, mm-hmm. like we, we'd like to have players, you know, playing in the streets and, mm-hmm. you know, like the scouts going out and finding a player and saying, Hey, you know, like you come with us mm-hmm. and, you know, we're going to pay your whole schooling since you're 12 years old all the way through. Mm-hmm. Right. I just think we're very, you know, we're new to that right now. Got it. You know? And I think right now, right now where we are is, you know, the club where I coach, you know, we have, you know, a lot of the kids that I coach are, you know, they, they come from very, you know, fortunate backgrounds. They're all good kids, you know, and right now is if that kid is really, really succeeding, Mm -hmm. you know, you, her, her or his path to the program, uh, to the pro game would be to be, you know, considered for a DA team, Mm -hmm. you know, and then the DA team would, you know, you'd go into, you know, now like, you know, the MLS path. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, that's just how it is right now. Yeah. You know, I think America's narrative in soccer is, is that right now? Yeah. You know, in, in Brazil, if you live in Santos, mm-hmm. right, your dream is to play for Santos mm-hmm. and to be seen by, to be seen by, you know, one of their uh, scouts, mm-hmm. you know, I think one day, one day that's one day that's going to be where we go. Yeah. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. Yeah. You know, that we have a lot of really good people in the game here, at least in Milwaukee. Yeah. You know, we, we want the best. We want to see the game grow. You know, U.S. soccer is growing in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee soccer is growing in a positive way. Hopefully we just keep it making strides forward and working together. Yeah. I mean, I love your perspective. And truthfully, this is <laughs> for our listeners. This is actually the first time you and I are talking about this. I'd love for us to collaborate down the line on how we can actually make the system more accessible to everyone, right? I mean, the last World Cup this past summer, 3.6 billion people watched the game. It's incredible. You know, there are only so many players that actually play at the pro level in leagues like the MASL or, you know, the Japanese J-League. Whereas the rest of us in the League of Billions, you know, the talent is there. We just need to provide the opportunity. And if we can provide the opportunity, then I think we can even elevate the level of the game in the U.S. even more. So this is something for for us, Coach Rampa and Eterno, to work on hopefully in the future. What's ahead for you after this season? What happens now that you're a champion? Well, <laughs> I was just, we're, you know, we were laughing earlier, you know, we, we have our, uh, you know, one, two, two days of celebrations now that are wrapping up. So we turned the page and now immediately, as far as the wave players go, mm-hmm. some guys will leave town. Other guys are going to stay here mm-hmm. and coach camps. So as I'm one of the camp directors, myself and Ian Bennett, and uh, we have a meeting mm-hmm. on Friday and we'll, you know, kind of uh, lay out the plan going forward as far as, you know, summer camps, which are right the corner. So there isn't really, you know, we, we enjoy some time off, but then, you know, the Milwaukee Wave has a pretty extensive soccer camp program here in Milwaukee and southeastern Wisconsin. That's right. So that's, that's been in the works for a while. And then we'll get going as far as that goes. Me personally, I'll be finishing up a semester of grad school. I'm in grad school for school counseling. I'm mm-hmm. in the midst of my club coaching 
season right now too. Oh, yeah, amazing! I have a, you know, my my plate is plenty full, <laughs> so lots lots going on. I don't really <laughs> stop. So I got games. I got practice tonight. Actually, it's kind of a rainy night, but we'll still have training on the turf. And you know, we have games this weekend and um, yeah. taking a few trips. Yeah, just lots of lots of cool things on the horizon. That sounds yeah. amazing. So outside of the beautiful game, uh, what do you do that's not on the pitch that you're passionate about? Oh, lots. You know, and for me personally, I, I've never wanted to consider myself only a soccer player or let, my, let soccer be in my entire existence or identity. Although you do put mm-hmm. so much into the game and it is my true and mm-hmm. one passion in life. But another one of mine would be social work, working to kind mm-hmm. of help, you know, better the lives of underserved communities, I guess would be the right way to put it. What's, what sort of programs are you involved in now? A few. So one main one would be I'm working with uh, the International Institute in Wisconsin here. Uh, I volunteer to mm-hmm. instruct a course for refugees and um, job resettlement for refugees. You know, think kind of Burmese, Congolese, Syrian, Rohingya populations that are that are just newly settled in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. kind of help, helping them get their you know feet set here and you know find jobs. You know, That's navigate something as ground level is the transportation system here <laughs> you know transportation transportation mm-hmm. is a huge one yeah. you know <laughs> that people kind of kind of look yeah. look over it's like how am i going to get from places so you know th- they need they do need um you know assistance as much as we can offer them and you know unfortunately they're receiving less and less in the yeah. last couple of years so that's one that's pretty pretty important to me i also work with another uh soccer coach in the community his name's hayden Night, we work together with uh, the J- Jamaican Soccer Exchange. So we, mm. we've we gone to the past, we've gone to Jamaica, and we bring some of our club players down to Jamaica mm-hmm. to kind of do a, a service project where, you know, mm. we go into local villages, bring soccer equipment to those players, and uh, have, you know, a little cultural exchange for the game of soccer. We have scrimmages against them. Nice. You know, we provide clinics down there for the players and uh, just enjoy Jamaican culture. <laughs> show show our players yeah. what it's like to what the game looks like, you know, outside of the States and uh, how yes. that can be, you know, a universal language. And you know that. <laughs> That's beautiful. So. That's beautiful, man. Well, if, if uh, some of our listeners want to support these causes... Uh, how how could they go about doing that? Well, as far as the refugees go, if you're interested in helping out there, the International mm-hmm. Institute of Wisconsin has its own website. Mm-hmm. If you just Google it, you find we'll, it. We'll, yeah, we'll, yeah we'll, we'll, actually, we'll actually link to this for our listeners. Yep. We'll actually link to this so that for those of you that are interested to support the cause, which we would definitely encourage you to do so, we will do it as a business eternal. Mm-hmm. Great. We'll, throw, we'll throw our weight behind, behind our friends because we've all been there including myself. I'm an immigrant myself when I moved here. So if we can help the next person and, and pass it forward, that's the right thing to do. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I mean, that's, and that's, and that's awesome. You know, I, I think us as immigrants, right, me having immigrated from India and um, you mm-hmm. being one as well, it's like, you know, it's important that, you know, we do that, but it's also important that people realize that it's okay to do that. You know, like that, that is, you know what I mean? That, that <laughs> right. is not a, a, 
an initiative that should be supported by only immigrants. You know, it's it's right. as a as a human population, that's something that you know we should all want to do. Hundred you know? percent. So um, I have a lot of friends that are um, interested, and we're actually holding a uh, World Refugee Day soccer tournament here in Milwaukee, which is going to be really interesting. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm going to keep you in the loop for that because I think you're going to be really interested. Thank you. In that. Yeah. Before wrapping up, wanted to thank all of you who tune in week in and week out. Please connect with us and continue this dialogue on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. You can find us on all those platforms at forward slash EternoHQ, or you can sign up for product updates on our site, Eterno.boutique. By the way, products are coming soon. You'll hear more about that. Tenzin, thank you so much for coming on. We're rooting for you and we're excited to follow your journey moving forward. I can't thank you enough for making time for us. And I know everyone in the League of Billions is rooting for you. Awesome. Nima, thanks, man. It's been so awesome. Just, hey, I'm so excited for Eternal. I'm so excited for that new gear to come out. <laughs> right? I'm a size medium. Yes. A size medium. <laughs> we right. got you, brother. Right, we man. got you. All right. Sweet. Yeah. I look forward to doing this again. Amazing. Same. On that note, we'll catch you all next time. One love.